Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unknown Comics Podcast. I'm Brandon. There's Darren. There's Tanner. And Perry the Pineapple Shark. And Perry the Pineapple Shark. The uh, the stowaway from Hawaii. So, hey, I'm glad he made it. He's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Hope everybody is having a uh, great evening. It is episode 15. Wow, 15 weeks of this-ish. Well, technically, it's, it's like not, 15 and a half. Let's not mention that. that was we still had the Mysterious Week 2 podcast. It never happened. It was so good. Is mine so good. Is mine on? Yeah. I don't yeah. Really feel like uh, I hear so it. So we figured out we were doing the headphones wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you you set it at zero, and we had it, like, amped way up. So that's why we could hear each other so well is because... Okay. Yeah. So, well, we've got... Uh, a couple of things to talk about. Not a not a huge week. So so Tanner and I, Darren still has yet to uh, start on Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's because I've been gone for two Fridays in a row. Yeah. Excuses. And it's, well, it's you don't want to watch like who wants to watch like something of the caliber of the MCU TV shows on their phone for the first time. We've been watching it on that crappy TV right there every Friday. <laughs> we just brought the eighty inch TV over. Go Wait, put it up against the wall. We haven't had a chance to do that yet. There you go. So we're, we're too busy. If we doing put it again, up against the wall, it's coming back here, and it's probably never leaving. That's probably true. Yeah. So, um, so this week. Um, you know, because Darren doesn't care about spoilers, so we'll talk about I, it. I really don't. I, honestly, I, I think we can really dive into it a little bit going going into next week when we're all back. But I know that people hate U.S. Agent, and he, yeah. apparently he looks like the uh, old man from Up. When he has yeah, the he mask does. on. He totally What's does. weird is, like, when he doesn't have it, he doesn't look abnormal. He's Kurt Russell's son. Right. That's, I, I've seen and all he the he pictures. doesn't look abnormal, but the minute that thing goes on, it's just the way it frames yeah. his face. He just looks like it, a chode so um, like a chode we, we see one Isn't that scene of him. character uh, from the star jammers maybe, uh, probably yeah <laughs> yeah we we see one scene of him in the second episode where he's not u.s agent he's just the military captain like in the yeah. locker room and he's a likable character right there yeah but that's the only scene i well, like he's and, kind of and a jerk I think, and i think that's that's part of it we're trying to really feel out you know do we trust him as a character is he genuine you know or is he playing a long game for something else. Mm-hmm. And, and that the show's still kind of playing that really close to the vest. If you look at U.S. Agent in the comics, yeah, his his intentions are kind of good, but kind of selfish, you mm-hmm. know, kind of a thing. Yeah, but that, that was the whole thing that set Steve Rogers separate um, yeah. from everybody else. I mean, in, in the movie, for, you know, as corny as it is, you know, they picked not the, the, the warrior. They picked the guy with the heart. Right. You know, and in this situation, U.S. agent would be the warrior. Yeah. He's the one coming in. And, you know, it kind of gives the symbolism what they were trying to express in the first Avenger that well, here you are. And, and to me, you, Steve represents the American people. Like, he is the spirit of America. U.S. agent is a government superhero. Yeah. Government tool. Yeah. He's so, cool. so that, that's really the difference to me. He's yeah. just a he's just an agent of the government where Steve represents the people. I think so. So, all this to say, I think this week um, the the tone was a lot different. wasn't near as there was a lot more comedy. Let's yeah. say that the the rela- the relationship between Sam and and Bucky is pretty freaking hilarious. Like they play off each other <laughs> Bucky, really well. Bucky's well on. The way of being my favorite movie character. Yeah. Now, did y'all see like the Anthony Mackie was like one of the only MCU stars that did not actually have to try out for his role. He just got the role. Really? Yeah, I saw that um, a couple weeks ago. Like 
He was the only character in the MCU that did not have to audition. They just basically say you want to be the Falcon. That's interesting. Yeah. Which, I mean, honestly, I really didn't know a lot of his work prior to Civil War. I mean, not Civil War. Uh, Winter Soldier. I mean, he was in 8 Mile. He was in Real Steel. I didn't realize he was um, in never seen either of them. Yeah, he was the, the guy that... Uh, it's been so long since I've seen 8 Mile. He was the rapper that uh, Eminem kind of crushed after he had crushed him. Okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, anyway, all that to say, I really like their dynamic together. I think it's 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 definitely, you know... I think I think that's the most enjoyable part of the show. Um, it really dropped a lot of the plot lines from the first episode. So a lot of the the at home struggles that I talked about last week, hmm. that you know, uh, there were a lot of themes that they were touching on as far as veterans being back home and the things that they go through, right? The you know the guilt or the kind of the reacclimating to to going back to their hometowns and stuff like that. Like that first episode really hit on that. Second episode didn't touch on them at all, right? It was it was about their relationship, and then of course unraveling the mystery of you know the the flag smashers and stuff like that. Um, the, this I, I, I think you know we talked last week about the themes of the shows. Yeah, um, I think the uh, the first episode was kind of a red herring for the actual theme. I think the theme of this show is really going to be self identity. Okay, so it's um, more like Iron Man three. Possibly there was a big line in the, the there was. Um, and again, guys, I haven't seen this. So I'll spoil a little bit for you so, to catch you up. It's fine. Um, basically, Bucky get gets arrested because he missed a therapy session, which <clears throat> is a part of his uh, conditions pardon. of his pardon. Yeah, pretty much like Pearl. Um, so um, U.S. agent, the new Captain America, bails him out, and Sam shows up basically as his ride to get him out of jail. Well, in terms of his release, his therapist also showed up, and they had like a couple's therapy between hilarious. Sam and Bucky. Um. And it came out that why there's so much tension between the two is because Bucky's mad at Sam for giving up the shield. Right. And uh, it's because... Because because, because he, Steve chose Sam. And so Bucky's like, yeah. if maybe he was wrong about you, and if he was wrong about you, what if he was wrong about me? Right. Right. You know, that I could be a, a better person or more than I'm, than I'm supposed to be. So, you know, he's, he's hanging on to that. His identity is... is you know. Yeah, I, I do find it weird to go from Endgame to somebody else has the shield. So I'm interested to see what, what about it was why why did Sam give it up? Was he forced by the government? Does he no? Say? He gave it up. Uh-huh. Like you he, see it on the first episode. He, he 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 just didn't feel worthy. Hmm. That, that well, I mean, that's that's gonna. So be basically, he gave it, and it was supposed to be an exhibit in a museum. And the government is like, oh, uh, we're just gonna. So, this so guy. does U.S. agent have powers, or is he just? He doesn't. It it does not seem that he does. He in act, no, he actually mentions it that he is not. He he's just. I mean, he's a well built, athletic, normal person. Yeah, because but he can use the shield like he flung that he flung that shield around like he had powers. Well, because that's my question well, I, on the, the shield is, is. I think that's more the shield than it is him. Well, but the whole thing about that is is like. The only reason why that shield was so special is because, well, it was already hard enough to hurt Steve yeah. because of the powers. I mean, and, and I understand the vibranium, vibranium, vibranium. Absorb, blah, 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 absorbs like the impact, but I wouldn't, that, it's, I don't know. It just seems yeah, kind of, so, so you least. see them, they encounter the Flag Smashers, the Flag Smashers are powered. 
They mm-hmm. they are very super soldier esque. You do you still don't quite know where they're getting it from. They do mention the power broker for the first time in this episode. Which, if you go to U.S. Agents' uh, origin story in comics, power broker is where he gets his super soldier right esqueness from. Um, so it it almost seems as as though it, it's hard to say. It's still early, but it didn't look like when they had that that truck battle in this last episode. You. It didn't seem like he was powered, and I, I'm See, pretty I, sure he I, mentions he's I not. Thought he, I thought it looked like he did. I thought he was holding holding his own a lot better than his sidekick, which we know for sure is not powered. Yeah, Battlestar. Yeah. He has a sidekick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did in the comics. Right. Well. He, he dressed like Bucky in the comics, like with the little vest with the button. Nerd. Yeah. Nerd. But, uh, so yeah. So it, it's it's fine. It's, it's I think... I think they're going to do a plot twist on you about who the Flag Smashers are. I think they're not as... I, I think the roles are... Mm-hmm. They're, they're not make, They're not going to pan out how we initially think they are. And I think I, it's a setup. I yeah. thought So I thought it was interesting. They, they brought in uh, Zemo at the very end of this episode. Yeah. Okay. But it's in a very... He's still in prison. It's a Hannibal Lecter kind of situation. They go to him They're for going to him help. to figure out what's going on. Hmm. So... So it could be just a big scheme to get him out of prison... You know, hey, why don't you come help us figure yeah. this out, and why don't you go start the Thunderbolts while you're at it? Right. Yeah. They're, don't know. It's 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 still early, but uh, definitely uh, moving along at a faster pace than WandaVision did. But yeah, but I mean, it's also less episodes, right? Longer episodes, yeah. Long, but less longer episodes. but less. Yeah, okay. six episodes in total. So, uh, but we'll talk. Get caught up this week. Get some rest. Get caught up this week, and we'll we'll hem haw yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah. I, next I, I, week. I just I just woke up like an hour and a half ago. <laughs> Long nap from an so overnight flight. Probably, so we mentioned this last week, and I, we didn't have a lot of information to go on, and I didn't quite fully understand it, so I had you kind of um, kind of really surprised re- me of what was happening. We mentioned that it happened because it was like breaking news at the time. Yeah, yeah. like I, I just woke up, and we're five hours behind you guys where we were at. Um, and th- this is huge, huge news on so many levels. Um, the biggest news, of course, is... Marvel is leaving their exclusive exclusivity with with Diamond Publishing right. to change their exclusivity to Penguin Publishing, Penguin Random House. Um, that's huge news. Which, uh, real quick, Penguin Random House was already doing like graphic novels and trade. Yeah, they're a big right? book supplier to big chains. So, w- do we already are we already customers of theirs? Technically, we just set up with them like a couple weeks ago to get some anime in the building. Wow, that's fortuitous. Yeah, so we were uh, wanted Man- to get manga. some. Manga, yeah, because yeah. you know they manga, they, manga, manga, <laughs> pineapple, shark. Um. <laughs> you have an unhealthy obsession with that stuffed animal. It's okay. He's yellow. Um. So, but this news, it's big on a lot of fronts because just almost just ten months ago, Diamond uh, DC divorced Diamond as well. Yeah. Um, and like, it was like a brutal breakup. I mean, it was just like, you have five days to switch over who you're going to be buying from. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. So, but this news is, you know, Marvel is leaving as of October 1st. Um, and they're moving over, uh, to Penguin and we got a few more details while we're gone. Of course, we immediately emailed Marvel and be like, Hey, what the heck's going on? This is kind of. Kind of surprising, and we're not ready for this, and I'm tired. And they explained that everything's going to be a lot better. 
Um, we've already had a call well, with. <laughs> that's going to be worse. They're just going <laughs> to. Uh, I mean, it could be. Yeah, they're I not going to tell you that though. Um, because Penguin's not known for like doing FOC ordering. I mean, they're they're a graphic novel, so right. they don't do FOC. So they're going to have to completely change the way they do things. Right. Uh, there's big news that um, a big uh, a big higher up from Valiant has already left Valiant to head to Penguin to do this to oh, help to help with this okay. program. I don't remember his name. I saw it on Bleeding Cool that he had left. So that's that's big news. So well, but here's here's the good news with that is there. They're diversifying. They're not completely divorcing Diamond like DC did. So, Penguin doesn't... I don't believe they distribute to the UK. And so, Diamond actually still distributes DC Comics to the UK. Because there's no way to get DC Comics any other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how it's all going to work. It's going to be a rough conversation with our Diamond rep when they call and be like, Are you staying? No. We're leaving. Thanks. Uh, we don't know if the discount's going to change. Um, we don't. We don't know. We don't know the overall details of how Diamond's going to handle being able to still be able to sell. What the discount structure is going to be. Um, well, but here's here's my point. Worst case scenario, if it completely sucks dealing with Penguin, just go. You're going to order independence. Depends on anyway, what they signed, go right? Back, right. I mean, what their agreement has to expire. Well, one of the things I do like about Penguin. Um, is that they're letting uh, stores be able to qualify for net terms. And what that means is, so for the longest time, 95% of all stores in the U.S. have had to pay COD, cash on delivery. Right. Uh, which means they're paying for product before they ever get to sell it. Right. Like, there's, there's, that's really hard to do, especially for startup stores. Um, so being able to, Go to net terms means I don't know if they're going to be net seven, net thirty, net sixty, net ninety. I don't know the the term limits for each store. Right. But Penguin is taking a stance right out of the gate that they want to allow stores to be able to sell the product before they have to pay for it, which is going to be huge for the comic industry because Diamond is not very user friendly. Like if you well, get, I mean, if you can't pay cash on delivery, guess what you're not getting? You're not getting your books. It, it, it just makes sense. Here we are. One of the largest uh, publishers of comics there is now telling stores, "We don't want you to go under. We want we want you to have a fighting chance of having." Do you think that's their main impetus? What? So let me let's let's go back. Let's back up. Why? What do you think DC and Marvel's big hang up with Diamond was? I mean, it could be. I mean, these are. 25 year old contracts now yeah i mean it could be the percentage they're having to give diamonds do this it could be like diamonds not flexible on anything uh diamond is being how do i say this nicely i have fought with diamond a lot over the last three years like even longer than that old story you have oh yeah well even hastings but like I'd never want to have to deal with Diamond's accounting system again. Like, yeah, I'd like to dropkick that whole system. Uh, not to mention, the, to to be able to talk to a customer service representative is almost impossible now after COVID. Oh, wow! Like, you have to like throw a fit and use bad words to get them to call you back. Uh, otherwise, it just goes to a ticket system where you can't talk to anybody. Right. Um, and, you know, and I don't mean this in like 
a braggy kind of way, but a store our size should have a dedicated rep. Yeah. Um, you know, we shouldn't have to go into a ticket system where we could get the guy who started yesterday trying to solve our problems. Did Midtown go to a ticket system? Uh, everybody went to a ticket system. No, nobody. No, no yeah. store qualified. No store got training. their own. Because, yeah. I mean, when it comes to Marvel products, we're, I'd imagine after COVID year, we've moved into the top five in Marvel buying power. We were number seven the year before, but we amped everything up and, uh, in 2020 during covid so i assume we moved into the top five yeah um but it just comes down to like i think the move is going and i'm glad that we have months to figure it out uh i think it's going to be a good move for everybody uh i think some people will still kick and scream a little bit about it but i think it's a good move i mean marvel's excited like I said, we got a phone call right away saying, hey, we're, we're excited to do this. Yeah. Um, the other huge, huge deal, and people Wait. won't understand this, is the free shipping. Okay. Um, uh, Penguin Random House doesn't charge shipping. I mean, their discount's less. Right. It's um, rolled into. So normally when the standard store comes out and signs up for, for comics, they're going to get 55% off out of the gate for the first 90 days of their account open. Well, as of right now, I think everybody, I think they're trying to work this in because comics are so different and not returnable like uh, graphic novels. Um, but it'll go, it'll drop to fifty percent, but it's free shipping, uh, which is huge because Diamond is notorious, like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. They'll shove a Funko Pop in a box, just one Funko Pop in a giant box, and then charge you twenty six dollars for shipping. Uh, well, you're only going to sell that Funko Pop for thirteen dollars, right. mm-hmm. yeah. So. You've now just paid double what that thing is worth in sales on shipping. Uh, I had a little store in Pampa uh, before I went to work for Hastings that our orders weren't very big. And we were spending almost as much on shipping as the actual order was worth every single week. Uh, Which is ridiculous. That should never be the case. I mean, not to mention, don't maybe ship a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. so the free shipping is a huge deal. It's going to help a ton of stores. Getting net terms in a lot of these stores. For example, I was telling you guys before the show, there's a store that's been with Diamond for 18 years. And for 18 years, he's been on COD, which is cash on delivery, which means for 18 years, he's had to pay for his product before he's ever able to sell it. And then on top of that, he's been applying for terms for years now, always being rejected. Why are you being rejected? You've been a customer for 18 years. Are they just running a credit check? I don't know. But, I mean, you've been open for 18 years. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you should just get some some numbers and say, okay, well, we'll trust you up to $1,000 a week. Thanks. Right. Um, you know, th- th- that's ridiculous. And, like, the second this store signed up with Lunar um, last year, they got, like, net 14 which is a huge number in the comic world up right. until now. Yeah. Um, net 14 is an incredible number for, for it comics. Gives you two weeks to sell books. Two weeks to sell them. books. And I mean, so that tells you, even if it was a credit thing, apparently Lunar thought it was, he right. needed bigger terms. Right. So, so my, my question for you is how do you think this is going to affect the smaller publishers? If Diamond's losing business but maybe these publishers can't get away from diamond so what i'm waiting to see the the big domino that we need to watch for now so we've seen marvel we've seen dc (coughs) two biggest publishers have now 
made their exit strategy mm-hmm. very, very like well aware. What is Image and Boom going to do in IDW? Um, depending on what those three do is going to be depending on where Diamond goes. Yeah. Well, and you know, I wouldn't worry so much about those, but like, I don't know. Aftershocks, well, Scout, teeny tiny ones, well, Dynam- Scout, Dynamite and Valiant and all them. Well, Scout already left. Uh, well, they're already distributing through Lunar now. Um, I, the reason why I'm more concerned with what happens to Image and uh, Boom and IDW and even um, what was it? Dark Horse mm-hmm. is... Oh, Dark Horse still exists? Dark Horse still exists. I don't know what they sell, but they still have some <laughs> books. Um, Sorry, Dark Horse fans. Marvel DC probably made up, what, 80% of the total market? You yeah. just lost both. Mm-hmm. Like, what? What can you do? Well, and you know, um, you know, a lot of people like image books, and they're usually really good. But they're all—it's a one and done. Like, right? There's not very I, what Spawn and Savage Dragons. Well, Savage Walk, Dragon, Walking Dead was the big. Was it Walking what Dead was like Walking Dead was a huge seller. Yeah. But it's over. They're just republishing right, it. Right. right. I'm talking about the, the they have like two I mean, continuous titles. Savage Dragon comes out every now and then. It never comes out on time, and I think. We sell maybe three copies when it does come out. Yeah, and I mean we're one of the large, larger comic mm-hmm. wholesale or com- wholesale, but comic sellers online. Um, Spawn we sell tons of, but Spawn's been around since the beginning. But like you know, but, uh, but crossover is most... a really big deal. But the series is going to end at some point, you know. Correct. And the other thing about the image platform is they're built around you write six books. You, you take a three-month hiatus, and then we go to trade. Mm-hmm. Then you come back, you write another six-book story arc. We'll take a three-month hiatus, and then we'll go to trade. They're all about building trade paperbacks, uh, which is really bad for ongoing series because most ongoing series can't survive the, the hiatus because people lose interest. Mm-hmm. You have to put out new content at least every other month. Um, series that do this... Uh, just typically die out. So, I mean, if, especially for uh, places that use the pull box system, you get customers that don't, they just, it's on my pull box. I don't have to worry about keeping track when it's come out. Right. You miss one, th- one month and all of a sudden you forgot about the series completely. Correct. You, you just, and it, it'll get out of your reading order. You're not mm-hmm. excited about it. What if you don't like the cliffhanger that it left off on? I mean, there's books that, I mean, Battle Chasers is coming back after 20 years mm-hmm. for an issue nine. <laughs> so, I mean, so the interesting snake for Diamond will be what will Image do? That's their third biggest piece of the pie. Yeah. If Image starts, you know, looking like they're going to move, then I I think that spells out what we need to know about Diamond. At mm-hmm. least for North American. Uh, for North American distribution. Uh, but there's other news. And I don't. I, I just randomly was going through uh, Facebook, and I was reading some stuff. But I've seen multiple reports, and it's been speculated for a while now, especially with all the layoffs, that DC may be for sale. The publishing side, mm-hmm. not not the movie and TV side, but just the publishing, and that some of the interested parties uh, are Robert Kirkman uh, from The Walking Dead. And again, these are things that I just saw online flipping through. But again, I've seen multiple places. Um, and Diamond Comics. I think you should buy DC. I have 20 bucks. How far do <laughs> you think that'll get me? <laughs> you um, spend it all on pineapples. <laughs> pineapple shark. Um, 
So again, that's just a speculation, but it's kind of a fun speculation. And to me, like, I honestly hope if it was going to go somewhere, I'd go to Robert Kirkman. Um, you know, he, he runs, he's one of the big members of the image guys. He, he's like the president of Skybound or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. He has pretty good vision to him and what he wants to do. I don't understand if like, if it, it truly is for sale, why isn't Jim Lee's name in the, the, right in the, in the names that could possibly buy it? Cause the dude has the money to do it. Just sell some X-Men original art from the nineties and eighties and you're fine. I mean, your stuff goes for $200,000 a piece. You know, I just want it to I want someone to buy it that actually cares. I want it. That's not Diamond. No, you don't. You don't want Diamond to buy it if you want someone who cares. I just, I just want someone that cares about the DC universe to buy it because nope. it's not a good time to be reading DC. So wouldn't that be the ultimate kick in the pants? So Lunar Lee basically goes and grows this huge pair of balls <laughs> and goes, "We're gonna, we're gonna distribute for for DC Comics," and then a year later, DC sells back to Diamond. And Diamond just looking at him like, "What'd you do? Hmm? Yeah. What, what did what did no. you do?" Here's what happens: Lunar just merges with Penguin Penguin Random House. Well, Penguin Lunar Random House buys Lunar. So, just I still go back to what DC did with Lunar and USC or yeah, USC, yeah. UCS, whatever, uh, was a major conflict of interest um, because Lunar is DCBS, the number one dealer in comic books. And UC, USC is uh, Midtown Comics. Yeah. So you're asking every other dealer in the world to buy from the direct competition and give them sales numbers. Yeah. Um, and even we just ran into a problem with Lunar not two weeks ago. So we send Lunar a check every single week. Yeah. Every week on Tuesday, we mail their check. But they take months to cash them sometimes. Like just today, they cash three checks. But they tried to put our account on hold because, like, you're you're not up to current on your bills. We're like, well, we are. Well, you're not. I was like, well, we have proof. How about you? Yeah. Because we track everything because of Diamond. Because Diamond loses our checks all the time. Uh, and I said, didn't say that. Diamond loses everything. <laughs> like, I have a check floating out right now that's been mailed two and a half weeks ago, and it's a big check. You know who hasn't cashed it? Diamond. Diamond. And then we'll have to email about it. And they're like, oh, yeah, sorry, we haven't got to it yet. I was like, oh, that's kind of a check I don't want lost in the mail, thanks. Yeah. Um, but, like, we, we, but Lunar doesn't answer phone calls. So we couldn't call them and be like, hey, what the hell, guys? And so we, Chris just started spamming them with emails. Like, every, <laughs> every couple hours, he'd send them an email. And like, oh, never mind. Your account's off hold. We're sorry. We apologize. But please don't ever send that many emails again. It doesn't, it doesn't speed up the process. <laughs> nope, that's the way we roll. If you screw up, we're gonna we're gonna totally make you feel it in every which way possible. But that's that's the kind of the the problems that we're running into with, and we're not the only ones. Yeah, like Lunar has done this with other stores, where other stores have had to find other ways to pay because Lunar doesn't check their mail, and so they'll let checks. Like I said, <coughs> I had three checks get cashed today. You know, and they're not big checks, but right. you know, when you have multiple accounts that you're working out of. You know, it kind of sucks when all of a sudden here comes three checks. So let me let me ask this. So prior to DC and Marvel leaving, what other distribu- distributors were we working with? Back prior? in the 90s, there was a bunch. Well, that we were working with. Sorry, as unknown. Oh, like, like comic like, book-wise? Like, yeah, prior to Lunar, prior to all this. Just what, Diamond. 
It was just Diamond. It was just Diamond. And we, I mean, we would work with some of the publishers independently on exclusives where they would right. just mail us our books straight up. But uh, speaking of which, did you know we have a baby Grogu cover coming? Ooh, I did not. Ooh, snappy snap. Yeah, we worked with Titan on that. So, um, which that was the nice thing about Diamond is it was one person to work with to get all of your needs. You didn't have to worry about forgetting stuff because it was multiple people. Um, So now we're going to be working with three people. Yeah. Which is going to increase the headache just a little bit. Um, Poor Chris. I have nothing to do with that. (laughs) (laughs) You just got to get the product we got out of here. Correct. I just got to get it shipped and make sure it's in the store. Yeah. Um, so it will be a little bit more difficult for stores to have to deal with all the different stuff. Um, but I really do think it's going to be worth it. It's a, it's Lunar, a net gain. Probably. Lunar has been a minor train wreck, but they're not near the hassle that it is dealing with Diamond. Um, and their shipping's okay. For the most part, we don't get damages. I think we've claimed missing books like three times in a year, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, overall, if I had to give Lunar a grade, uh, you know, on the old elementary school grade scale, they'd probably get a B plus. Um, if they wouldn't, if they'd actually cash our checks weekly, they'd probably go jump <laughs> to an A minus. Um, but this is the second time they tried to put our account on hold because of their own clerical errors, yeah. not ours. So they lose a whole grade because of this. So B plus. Um, Diamond for what Diamond has to do. I mean, Diamond has to keep up with all of this stuff. And we're not talking about, like, 20 books here, 20 books here. I mean, we order in the 50,000-book range a week. Yeah. Um, And we're just one of the accounts that does that. Yeah. And, I mean, when you've had no competition for 20 years and you keep claiming the wheel's not broken, but everybody else keeps telling you the wheel is broken, when the competition comes rolling around, you're obviously going to be the one behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even with that, I would probably also still give them a B plus. Um, if not for the the fights I've had to have with their accounting system, I'd probably give them an A. But I, I've really been, you know, just kind of. So would you would you think then? I mean, they're not going to disclose a lot of these terms, but do you think these agreements that Marvel's making with Penguin Random House, DC's made with Lunar, are shorter than what? Probably they were with Diamond. Um, like maybe maybe DC and Marvel are like, yeah, we're not going to commit. I mean that way again. Midtown backed out after like six months, so yeah. I, I don't know how the contracts are worded. Uh, Penguin is a pretty established company. I mean, I dealt with them at Hastings. They uh, and the other part about Penguin, um, this is another little bunny trail, but I think it's a positive bunny trail. So Penguin has access to all of the big bookstores, all the big book markets. Um, and I think they may even have access to like gas stations and stuff like that. Okay. So this could be a way to get comics back okay. into the big market again. Back into newsstand type. New, newsstand yeah. type stuff. Uh, you know, putting comics back in Barnes & Noble, putting comics back maybe in um, grocery stores. Yeah. So, and in my opinion, anytime you can get comic books in the hands of anybody, it's positive. We talked about this a little bit last week. What do you think, or, or is it reasonable? Like, say they do start distributing to newsstand or whatever. Do you think they would print lower quality copies, like back going back to newsprint? 
right? Remember old comics having, you know, being on newsprint paper um, with. Well, I know, remember the stuff in the '90s that what, what did we pay? If you bought it from Hastings or a grocery store, it's like a buck fifty. But yeah. if you bought it from a comic book store, it's two dollars because of the premium paper upgrade. Right. Do you remember that? Vaguely. So I, I do think that they'd go to a cheaper paper stock. Be, well, they're already at a cheaper paper stock. Uh, most comics from Marvel are printed on interior art paper, yeah. except for if it's an exclusive or high-end book. Right. Um, but I do believe we'd see that again, where it would just be like mass distribution level, poor paper quality. Right. Um, so, But, I d- but I d- the hope would be they're targeting readers. Right. They're not targeting mm-hmm. collectors. You know, or they're targeting you know kids that are going to grab them and right. destroy them. Kids, right? you know, because collectors are going to get their stuff online from whoever they want. You yeah. Know? yeah. But not every market can support a comic book store for kids, but a lot of markets can support a Walmart. My, my camera really likes Pineapple Shark. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming that's my camera. Um, Is he... Uh, what? What? Hi. um i think i think all in all i'm hoping to see comics more in the mass market yeah uh i'm hoping to see uh it'd be real cool if i don't know what's going to happen with the dc who knows um they're in such a weird state of flux all the time their rules change all the time they just uh canceled a bunch of movies uh the the trench now wait wait i just saw that too that was all announced today, and what uh-huh. is today? It's April first, Tanner. Oh, so we don't, we don't. Yeah, but it's I, also DC, so I can see them actually. <laughs> I can see it being real. <laughs> see, that's the thing though. Like, this is the one day out of the year you can't trust what anybody says. Yeah. See, um, I would even us. I would be more. I would be more believed if it was an announcement of releasing something that it was a joke if you're yeah. well they did they I, did release the uh snyder was going to do um a 90s basically x-men storyline executioner songs today oh my gosh and they had like he's gonna six get, hours long yeah six hours long and not make any sense um th- so that was released as an april fool's joke today snyder <laughs> to the x-men universe because marvel would never allow that yeah. <laughs> like he would probably be like him and Michael Bay are like the two people I don't think Marvel would ever hire. <laughs> um, just because well, with Michael Bay, someone's going to sue you because they died <laughs> because well, of explosions. And, and on top of that, like uh, Michael Bay is somebody who is like the executive producer. And when you have MCU, which is Kevin Feige's right. child, there's there's a control issue, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're never going to... Uh, you know, Spielberg will probably never do an MCU movie for that reason. He's not the overall creative vision, you know? I don't know. I could... If if it was like one of those like, um, say you gave Spielberg like a space movie, like a, a Guardians well, offshoot, like you gave him Nova or something. Not that, like that he couldn't do a good job, but he couldn't work well with others. He would have too much like I don't know. He want too like, much control over the project. Everything he does is always in tandem with somebody else anymore. That is true. He did work with Lucas quite a bit. He worked so. with Lucas. Well, they were like um, they Super were like Eight BFF was with J.J. Abrams. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, possibly. Possibly that could happen. I mean, I, I think it's just come to going to come down to who he's having to work with. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see about that. <laughs> Mike, Mike says a good DC April Fool's joke would be that they are making a quality film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> any other any, any other comments we need to catch it's, up on? It's pretty much just Mike. Uh, we didn't have any comments prior to this. Getting right. getting five dollars net per book is really pricing them out 
for, well, for picking six, up new readers. It's $6 for the B cover now on a lot of yeah. these books. Yeah. Which is... And I understand that they're trying... I really think they're trying to push everybody into the digital. Yeah, DC Infinite. Um, Infinite. I, what did they announce recently? Is it DC I Infinite? Is there and then Marvel Unlimited and and all that? I, yeah. I think they want to push everybody into digital because uh, it's cheaper. I mean, they can get four dollars for a book they don't even have to print. Yeah. Or five dollars for a book they don't even have to print. Or just get ten dollars a month. Yeah, I mean for their backlog, right? Correct. But I'd say only a third of your potential clientele there are readers there's a lot of them are just collectors right i mean how many variant covers did we see for batman 108 so far for right. miracle molly i mean 10 yeah. 15 yeah i mean that's just stores having to buy up 4500 to 6000 copies just mm-hmm. to do a cover yeah. i mean so batman 108 is going to show a huge print run because when they show print runs they obviously feed into the exclusive numbers right so that's something that a lot of people don't understand when they see an overall print run like berserker berserker had like a 660000 Print run. But out of the 660,000, how many of those were store exclusives? Right. 20, 25, 30? I mean, at a 1,000 print run each? I mean, that makes up 30,000 copies. Yeah. Um, So, you know, and all the publishers do that. They always will take and mix in. So the the more exclusives you see, that's why those print numbers are so high. You may see, you know, this new Boba Fett comic this, this May coming up which we have two amazing exclusives for, um, it'll probably show something like 200,000 copies printed. And that's because that's be- it'll feed all of the store exclusives because every store is going to do a Boba Fett cover because of the Mandalorian mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're doing two because... Now, when you say we're doing two, do you actually mean four or do you mean a... It's one cover with a virgin and a trade. We're doing two unique covers. Okay. So we're, we'll maybe do a black and white on Miko's once we see it. Um, but we have David Nakayama and uh, Miko Sawayan doing our right. two Boba Fett covers. Cool. And I've seen the David Nakayama because I own the original art. Because I bought it as an art dealer, not as a... Yeah, be sure to say that. <laughs> I am an art dealer. So, which is going to segue into our next uh, topic at hand, that no one cares about your Hawaii trip, Darren. <laughs> and I can't see the rest it of it. It says outro. Okay. So, we got to go. So, it's been a busy two weeks. So, not only are we trying to open the store, get the store ready, but we had to go see Jonathan Hickman in North Carolina two weeks ago. Um, and then we had to turn around, drive home. We got home Monday morning. We drove through the night on Sunday. Got home on Monday morning, uh, recovered whatever we could. I still worked some on Monday. Uh, packed everything that we needed to pack up on Tuesday and then flew out on Wednesday. So who has the better beaches, Hawaii or North Carolina? Oh, by far Hawaii. <laughs> by far Hawaii. Um, but here's like, so if you've ever been to Hawaii in the past before COVID, normally it's just you get on the plane and you go. Well, Hawaii's got some weird rules about COVID right now that you have to take a COVID test 72 hours before you fly out. And it has to be 72 hours from the second, whatever flight leaves to go to Hawaii, not, not from Amarillo to Dallas, but from Dallas to Hawaii. And so me and Amy had to take our test in North Carolina because we were at the Hickman sighting and we got our test results back in 30 minutes. Like it was quick. It was done. Mm-hmm. Not to mention Walgreens forgot to charge us. They never charge us for our results, which is great. 
Um, but Chris, Sabrina, and Emily got their test here in Amarillo at a CVS at basically the same time we did. And it was – so we flew out at 6 o'clock in the morning from Amarillo to Dallas. And they had to have their test results at 6 in the morning. They, Emily and Chris both got their test results at like 12.30 in the morning before yeah. we flew out. So literally the midnight hour of when they had to have it. Otherwise, they're going to have to move flights by two days. Ugh. And then they'd had to retake the COVID test because it's no longer within the 72 hours. Right. Yeah. Um, and... And they told us straight up, like, they wouldn't even let us on the plane if you didn't have your COVID test. So did you have to have a physical copy of it there? You had to have a physical copy. Then you had to have the email. Uh, to check into your hotel, you had to have, like, the QR code that they gave you, plus the information showing your name to match up with your ID. There was restaurants that required us to have a QR code to be able to eat there. Um, it was pretty intense. Yeah. And, of course... We spent most of the week outside. I mean, mm -hmm. anytime we weren't working, we were outside doing something, walking around. I think we averaged something like 12 miles a day walking. Um, and everywhere you went outside, wanted mask on. I was like, you're outside. Yeah. Um, like, I want to breathe the air. Were things at least still open, like with like the luau's and stuff open? The <sighs> One night a week, which mm -hmm. we didn't get to go because it was only on Fridays. Um, a lot of your major exhibits were only open, like had some strange hours. Um, Hawaii is itself as a whole started shutting down at seven at night. So it was like a curfew. You have to be back in your hotel. No, you could still walk around. But Businesses there was, are just there closed. Was just Businesses nothing. are closing to, clean, yeah. to even, sanitize and oh, stuff okay. like that. Even the mall shut down at 7. Yeah. Like, you would have people walking around the mall, but nothing was open. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of your restaurants haven't reopened. Um, there's a lot of closed restaurants in Hawaii right now. Um, it's hard for a tourist. Yeah, it's, I mean... Yeah, it's super hard for a tourist city. Uh, the, the dumbest thing, though, was the elevator situation. So, the Hilton Resort that we stayed at, um, there was six elevator, or eight elevators, four covered half the floors, and the other mm -hmm. four covered the top half. Well, I guess everybody got put in the top half because you'd have to wait in 10 and 15 minute lines to get onto the elevator during peak hours oh my God, just, just to go stairs. to your room. Just take the stairs. We're on the 35th just floor. Just take the stairs. 35th floor? No. That, not even on that stupid. You'd be um, buff by the time you got home. At least be a little lighter. <laughs> I, I was proud of myself because I went in to this trip at a certain weight, and I came back at the exact same weight. I'm like, well, I would have thought I'd lost a little bit more weight as much sweat as I lost, but I'll take it. Net zero. <laughs> um, but it was fun getting to hang out with David Nakayama. Uh, it was fun to be able to spend the week there, in which we have decided that in February and March of 2022, February or March, we are going to host an unknown comics retreat. We don't have an official name with it. That's it for now. But we already have at least six confirmed guests um, that are willing to go, minus COVID situations yeah. uh, and vaccination situations. Um, so we're going to rent a conference room uh, close to a beach and go to Hawaii for another week in February. And Tanner and, and, Tanner and I will knife fight to see which video person gets to gets to go. Whoever, whoever bleeds out the least. Ooh. 
<laughs> I will allow this. <laughs> we'll play the Star Trek uh, Kirk versus the Gorn music. That's going to be <laughs> interesting. Kirk Spock music. So we kind of figured we need to take one staff member over for each guest that we have. So each person has a dedicated person. Like to a, be bo- the- a body man? Yeah, just someone to kind of help handle stuff. And it's going to be real weird having to see the staff be like real pissed off at the other staff who didn't get to go. Yeah. Like, they're going to be like, hey, what, what, why? What you do is you do like a merit system. And every time you make a mistake, it's one mark. And the people that have the least amount of marks, they get to go. Like gold stars. And like you could have a scraper yeah. to scrape the gold stars off the board when they do something <laughs> wrong. So, so here's how this is begin. Brandon yelled at me today. He's off the chart. Oh, that. <laughs> I'm, if that's the case, I'm done. <laughs> that's not stopping. <laughs> he snapped at me today. <laughs> um, so, but we're gonna do the whole th- the whole event from Hawaii live. Um, we're gonna set everything up. We're gonna have lots of guests. Uh, I'm gonna try to get other guests to come out, but I can't pay for them. Mike says, "Can I get an exclusive discount code for watching this live podcast right now?" Unknown Hammer for Hawaii 2022 is the hashtag. <laughs> Mike Hammer's watching right now. He's been watching. That's why I, was, I didn't realize there. it was Mike Hammer. Yeah. So Mike Hammer, I know you work for a church. What exactly do you do, and when do you work? No matter when I'm on social <laughs> media, you're there. Uh, I think you're the social media guy. There we go. Uh, so that'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun just to do a, a big event. I think so too. Else. And it, it could be the first of a lot of things that we can do that's unique. Yeah. More of a kind Screw of a building in- an event center. Let's just put that money and just move events to cool well, places that aren't Amarillo. It, it's that sort of stuff is um, people already do that. Like in the gaming community, there's um, it's called Valhalla. In Valhalla. The fall. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's it's just a bunch of YouTube gamers that. You know, there's so many spots for people to buy up, and they rent out a resort in the mountains in Utah, hmm. and they just they hang out in the cabin, and play games all weekend. That could, sounds like fun. I, I mean, could, I could hang out in the mountains in Utah. That's my jam right there. But Utah, Utah is really pretty, by the way. Mountains. I don't so, give a crap. Well, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be the first of what we could probably do in multiple locations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be fun to do one in Florida, but I think Hawaii is going to be easier to get people to come to. Plus some of the well, guests. The, the target of who we would bring, I think. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, to that too. The, the people on my list, the people who have agreed to come already, minus the traveling situation. It's, it's almost like a halfway point between us it, and It's them. a halfway point because, yeah. like, uh, three of them are from the Philippines, one's from uh, Malaysia, Malaysia. Yeah. Uh, you know, one's in Utah. <laughs> and then one already lives in Hawaii. And then uh, one guy that we're talking with um, that he said he's interested is in Italy. And no, it's not Perillo. Uh, but I would gladly have Perillo come out. So, but we're going to do a huge thing. Some of these guys have already agreed to do remarks uh, for like a special VIP package. What did he say? He said he's a pastor. Uh, he he does a lot, but he also gets all the notifications when you go live. So he follows me, stalker. Well, that's what people. That's the do point on of Facebook. social media. <laughs> <laughs> following you. Um, so I think it's going to be a fun event. Uh, I know the guys. It's kind of give you since my camera's on and he's the Twitch follower. It's the guys that have talked about wanting to come out is Kel New, Tyler Kirkham, Jay Nicoletto, Miko Sawayan, uh, David Nakayama, who lives there already, and Marco Mastrazzo expressed some interest in it as well. Have you we talked to uh, Miguel? Uh, I sent him a message. He Gosh. hasn't really responded he's, yet. Is he Filipino? He's or? Filipino. Okay. Yeah. That really would be a lot of product we'd have to ship there. Yeah, I mean, that's basically all of our top artists. We would have to rent the boat. And well, we'd actually, I mean, we'd actually have to make some um, decisions with that because a lot of those guys have done so many cool covers for us. So what we would probably do is we would ship everything over by pallet, 
to a store that we're going to team up with over in Hawaii. And then we will have everything shipped back the same way. Yeah. Uh, we'll hopefully sell lots of stuff because we're going to try to open the event up to the public and be able to ha- let people come in and just pay a fee to get in. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what it's going to be like eight months from now with the COVID situation, but yeah. hopefully it's better. As of today, Hawaii was supposed to announce some new COVID rules. Maybe they've relaxed a little bit. Um, like me, like I wore a mask on the elevator or from the restaurant serving area to my table. I didn't wear a mask the rest of the time. Um, unless it was required to go into somewhere. And they did have some places, no mass, no service. But yeah. mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, I just walked around. I, I can keep six feet. I mean, if I lay down on the ground, that's six feet. So I kind of know how far six feet is at right. this point. Um, but I will tell you, like, we want to plan some other stuff, like actually have like a whole activity packet. Like when people come over, if they sign up for like a special guest list, because we tried surfing. Well, two of us tried surfing. Uh, uh, body, uh, was it bodyboard? Well, uh, whatever were your paddle boarding? No, not paddle boarding. Boogie boarding. We tried that. Uh, we went on some really long hikes. One of which David Nakayama lied about the intensity of the trip. Didn't you almost get mugged? Mm. Was that the last Hawaii trip? I didn't almost. Now we almost did die. The, creep, um, the creepy guy in the park or something. There was a scream guy. Yeah. Um, oh. So me and Sabrina, Chris's wife, went for a walk um, in the evening, and we were walking through uh, Magic Island's little lagoon area. And as we were coming up from the lagoon, there's a dude, and Sabrina points him. I was like, "Who is that?" And I'm like, "Is that dude wearing a mask?" And he's just like dancing around, <laughs> and it, oh, it looks like he's holding something in his hand. It was real creepy, like right. Well, as we get closer, he starts moving towards us. And I was like, is he wearing a scream mask? And she's like, he is. And so she just bolts and leaves me behind. <laughs> I don't have to be that fast. Is, I just that, have to be faster than you. That is you. a proper reaction. Sorry. Well, you're see, <laughs> as a 300-pound man of my size, I've decided that running is never going to be the best option for me. I might as well just do whatever I can just look at to, to fight while I have energy. Because one day I'm going to be out of energy, and then I'm just going to have to roll over and die. <laughs> so, but he actually started following us until like he got right to the perimeter of where he'd come out of the shadows, and he stopped. So we continued walking around a little bit, and then uh, we passed two girls sitting on a park bench, and we walked right by him. And Sabrina looks at me and goes, "Should we tell them about Scream Guy? Probably should." And we just kept walking. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, Somebody search the news and make sure two women were not murdered in Honolulu. So, but every day we saw people arrested, yeah. crazy people. Uh, we saw a lady get her, her her nose was busted open when we saw her. She was getting arrested by security. Um, there's lots of crazy people in Hawaii. Well, uh, there, we, there there's so pretty rampant methamphetamine we, juice. In I was well. Hold on, we were at this one restaurant. It was Nico's restaurant, like a fish place. Yeah, and there was this lady. That, like, we were walking out of the store after we ate there, and I heard her say something, and I, it kind of sounded like she was upset. And, like, but she was at the door of Nico's, and I couldn't tell what was going on, so we kept walking, and then all of a sudden we hear, Mother! And we're like, What just happened? We turn around, and, like, security's holding her down, and, like, it's intense, and, like, she's like, Bring her out here now! I want her! Bring her now, Mother! And like over and over, I was like, this is amazing. And like, we all looked at each other at the end of it. Why did none of us record that? <laughs> because she literally had to be tackled. 
Oh my god! Like by multiple people. She's a big lady, and she was <laughs> super pissed off. And like the whole world, like cops were called. I mean, uh, I made friends with a got homeless guy that kept yelling at us. So we're now best friends. His name's Bob as well, as far as I know. As well. Yeah, everybody, everybody I met is Bob. Oh, gotcha. I th- like, your name was Bob, and you've been lying to us this entire time. <laughs> it is. <laughs> my, my name is Bob Darren. Um, but it's it was it was a fun trip. Uh, I learned that surfing, when you learn how to surf, we took surfing lessons. Um, as a big guy, I'm terrible at it and fell every single time. I never got close to standing up on the board. I could get my left foot up, but the second I had to get my right foot up, I fell in the water. But if you don't know, you're never more than like two, two and a half feet, maybe three feet above the reef. And they tell you, don't touch the reef. I'm 6'3". You're asking me like not to touch. I fell in the water and touched the reef. <laughs> and so like before we got done, because they teach you on the land first. They're telling you not to touch the reef because of potential injury or disturbing the reef. Let me explain. Okay. So we do our whole little land thing. Where they teach us how to stand on the board, and it, the how, only two people to, were brave enough. To, up. Yeah, it was me and Amy that did this thing. Everybody else chickened out, and so he walks up and he says, "Don't touch the reef! Don't touch the reef! Don't!" I mean, that's all he was preaching. Don't touch the reef. And then he comes up to us after the the initial lesson is over. Before we go in the water, he's like, "Okay, man. So here's here, here's what I'm gonna tell you. So I tell everybody else not to touch the reef. You're probably gonna have to touch the reef to get on the board. Oh, okay." He's like, but if you see purple in the water, do not touch the reef. That is a sea urchin. <laughs> that thing will sting you. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So purple bad. <laughs> but he goes on and he's like, you're going to have to do this. And I know I said not to, but you're going to have to. And then he looks at Amy and goes, don't touch the reef. <laughs> <laughs> you have no excuse. You're not long. <laughs> she never fell off her board till she was supposed to. She took every wave all the way down through multiple waves. Oh, wow. And then she would just fall off her board at the end. I, first wave. So we only got five tries, really. I think it was either five or six. The three of us that went out were exhausted at this point. Uh, there was like a, a high school girl from like Seattle. And then you had Amy. And then you had 40-year-old fat guy, me. <laughs> And so I actually went out more than everybody else. And we got to that last time because the last time we went out, he got us going. You were supposed to surf the waves and then you would paddle in from there. You just go into the inland. So we would be done. And so I was the last one to go. I was like, I should have been first. So I get out there and I fall off my board immediately. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, I'm done. It's over now. And he comes up. He's like, oh, it's early enough. Get back on your board. I was like, no, man, I'm really done. I'm okay. He's like, no, you can do this. We'll, we'll, we'll catch another wave. I was like, really, man? It's okay. We, we, we knew what we had when we started here. <laughs> I was never standing up. He's like, no, get on your board. I was like, no, really, it's okay. Get on your board. Okay. <laughs> so I, I immediately get back on my board. I take one more wave, and the wave doesn't even get – I don't even get as far through this wave as I did the last one, and I'm back in the water. And I was like, I'm going to go back now. He's like, I understand. <laughs> now, needless wrong. to say, what this has taught me is I'm going to lose some more weight, and I'm going to try surfing again next year when we go. So I'm going to do it again because it was actually fun. I mean, it was super intimidating, but it was a fun experience to do. And I will tell you, if you're a big guy like me and you want to do anything fun in Hawaii, 
you have to drop below 260 pounds because everything has weight limits in Hawaii. Ah. So to do the zipline stuff, it's 270. To do um, the horses, you have to be like 220. To do uh, bikes, they have a, a motor, like an electric bike trail. You have to be like 260. And you can't be taller than 6'5". Um, wow. Uh, the helicopter rides are weight limited. So everything has weight limits in Hawaii. So if you want to uh, go to Hawaii and you want to do a lot of fun stuff that's adventurous, start dieting now. Start exercising. You, uh, I mean, we did, like I said, 12 miles a day. We went up a mountain. And I was the only one that made it without really having to stop. Like everybody else, like passed out on the bike right <laughs> before we got there. If you weigh more than two twenty, do you have to carry the horse instead? <laughs> I don't think that's possible. <laughs> Thanks, my camera. <laughs> um, we we did this one hike, and uh, it was right after David recommended us. Hey, go do this hike. It's it's not far from here. It's Diamond Head. I'm like, cool. It sounds dangerous, but cool. <laughs> And so we get there, and it's super beautiful. Everything in Hawaii is beautiful. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only thing you have to deal with is there's a ton of homeless people. But past that, everything about the the water perimeter is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so we start making this climb, and it's up a hill. At first, it's sidewalked, and it's nice, and everybody's in good spirits. Um, then you get to the second leg, and it starts turning into, like, broken concrete and dirt, and gets steeper, and everybody's getting kind of moody. <laughs> And then we by get, everybody, it's Darren. No, no, no. I actually love this stuff. I actually made it to the top with no problem. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, I actually do exercise. Thanks, jerk. Um, so I just said about you being moody. I said nothing about you uh, being chunky. It, was, it, it wasn't me, moody. I promise. I actually was trying to get everybody to keep going. <laughs> so, so my motivation for everything I do has a motivation level. And to me, it was two ladies that had started, like old ladies that were in front of us, like they had just started the trouble for us. And they were just holding up really well. And I'm like, well, I've got to beat them to the top. <laughs> um, and then they like started talking about like cancer surviving and like different people who died. Surviving. Like, surviving. And so I'm like, I've got to pass these people. I can't handle this depressing conversation <laughs> for all the, this entire trip. And so we finally passed them on this this bend, right? Did you give them the finger as you passed them? <laughs> no. I was, I, was, like, I was just proud of myself. We Get wrecked, them. nerd. <laughs> <laughs> So we get to the very next bend, and I look back, and the other four are, like, about to die. <laughs> so I was like, do y'all need a break? Yeah. I was like, damn it. Okay. So we stop, and they, we give them a break. And then it wasn't two minutes into the break. Here comes these two old ladies again. I'm like, no. No, this will not be. So we get going again, and we get uh, – uh, there's a beautiful viewpoint. Like, you can go take pictures. Uh, there were some, you know, ladies taking 700 selfies in front of this viewpoint because that's what they do, apparently. So we took our pictures, and then you go through this giant tunnel. That's probably the only part I ever got intimidated in because as a bigger guy, I still breathe pretty heavy, like, especially going uphill, like, as it was like this at this point. And so I'm in this tunnel. It's super claustrophobic, like, I can't stand up all the way because if I stand up all the way, my head hits the top of the cave. Um, and like people, that's horrible being half bent over. Yeah. Well, it was more like this than it was anything else. It was just kind of shoulders a little bit. Uh, and there was people coming from both directions and I am a very wide guy. So I take up most of this walk space. So I'd have, so I started like, and you couldn't see the end. Like the end of the tunnel was 
like as soon as you turn left, there was the end of the tunnel. But the way it was looked, you couldn't see the light. So I started freaking out about halfway through. I was like, what if I pass out? What if I faint? I can't breathe. What do you do? Oh, Lord, I'm going to pass out in here and die because no one's (laughs) strong enough to carry me out. And I finally get through the tunnel, and there's a little break area. And everybody gets through the tunnel, and they all need to take another break. They're all dying. So I wait around in about a minute, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to wait anymore. I'll see you all at the top. Because now we're just stairs. It's just pure stairs at this point. And so I, I get up there. And I get all the way to the top. I'm looking around. It's awesome. Most beautiful view. And I still don't see them. I'm like, well, are they ever going to finish? I mean, it's, it's not that much So harder. is this like a circular trail? Does it bring it, you back it, to where you start? No. You have to go all the way back down the same way you came up when you're done. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, at least it's but it's, it's, it's downhill. downhill. It's downhill at that point. And so I'm sitting there. And I was like, I waited. And I waited. And I waited. And I waited. And finally, I sent a message. It's like, guys, you're almost here. You're almost here. And it was like a Lord of the Rings Hobbit walk. You just randomly see four people start making the trek up the hill. Rudy, Rudy. And uh, they finally, they had to take another break at the top of the next stairs. And I'm watching this whole time. And they finally made it to where I was at. And I'd already been up here for 15, 20 minutes at this point. Just hanging out at the top of the mountain. And so... We finally get to the point, everybody's got their pictures, and we start going down, and then me and Serena just parkour, like, you know, like, the office parkour all the way down the mountain. (laughs) Parkour, parkour. (laughs) Hey, watch this. Parkour. (laughs) So, that was actually probably, that was on day two. That was actually probably the most fun I had outside of trying surfing, so... Uh, Mike is, uh, he loves that you measure success, whether or not you beat old cancer survivors. <laughs> they didn't have cancer. Their friends had uh, cancer. Okay. Okay. Like they wasn't them who had cancer. They were talking about all their friends who were dying from cancer. <laughs> it, was, it was just super depressing. It was just like, and they were just like nonchalant about it. Like it happens every day. And I'm all like, I can't. at a certain age, then you just, you know, you start rattling off who you, who you, no, from the obituaries. So. <laughs> right. Well, um, so another cool thing is uh, every time we got in the ocean, a turtle came and saw us. So every time we saw a sea turtle. Yeah, so why did you get a, a shark and not a turtle? I have a turtle cup. Okay. I have a turtle hat. I have a few turtle things. Okay. But the pineapple shark was just a beautiful creature. He's magnificent. He's our mascot for the 2022 show. He's going to just be there eating a pineapple. We need to have we need to redo the logo with him in the circle, Correct. just for the show with the pineapple, just in front of the buildings. This will be done. Okay, that is your job now. You or Amy, either one. Okay, and we're also going to have Hawaiian shirts, unknown themed. Yes. So yeah, we're gonna we're we've gonna... already talked about that on live sales. So it's gonna happen. We've talked about that since like the second week I started. But so I want this more shaped like a pineapple with the little branches off. <laughs> Oh, I have a turtle shirt now. I have a turtle Hawaiian shirt. Here's the problem. I despise pineapple. No one cares what you think. I like pineapple. I don't like coconuts. I like pineapple. Uh, We did go to the Dole Pineapple Place. The the plantation. uh, Plantation on Sun... Nope, Tuesday. Uh, It was on the same island. It was over on North Shore. It's pretty cool. Um, We did uh, the world's largest corn maze. Interesting. So I, I remember uh, we, we went to Hawaii in high school for my uh, for a band trip one year. Whoa! So what kind of what kind of <laughs> you had to pay? What for kind it? of snob right. band were you in? The band the band went on a trip every year, 
And the way it worked is one year it'd be somewhere in Texas. The next year it'd be somewhere big. But the students had to pay into an account throughout the year to actually get to go. But then we'd perform a concert. I did, I did get to go to Europe for French class. So we would perform a concert wherever we went. So when we went to Hawaii, we, pour, we played a concert at, at Pearl Harbor. Which to kind of cool. offset cool. the cost yeah. or whatever. So... Uh, but we went to the Dole plant and all like we didn't get to walk around. I just remember it was a. All I remember was it was like a convenience store where everything on the inside was pineapple flavored. Yes, so they had that. It was a long line because of COVID. They had the maze. They had like a garden you could walk around, which is super boring for me. Like, okay, I saw everything. I'm ready to go. Thanks. And they had a train you could take, but the train at any given point was an hour to two hour wait. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to stand. In, I don't stand in lines. Like so, every morning I would get up. Before everybody else. Uh, and it was... Chris and Sabrina had their own place because they're married and they needed their own place. And then uh, it was myself, Emily, and Amy had our own area that we were in. And so every morning I would get up because they were still sleeping and I couldn't sleep. And so I would go and get drinks. And every morning I was bound to determine. I was going to figure out the time I could go to Starbucks because I got a $20 gift card per day as part of the resort package. And Starbucks was one of the only places I could use that $20 gift card. So every morning I got up earlier and earlier and earlier. And at one point I was up at 6 o'clock in the morning. And the line was still an hour long. Holy cow. For coffee? For coffee every morning. And there was another ice cream, like a local place around the corner. And the line was at least an hour long every morning. And so I finally got to the point where I just looked up coffee. And I went and I walked an extra block, went to another resort area, went to their building, and I was always the second one in line. Like, nobody knew about this place. I was like, it's my own little secret. There you go. But, like, every morning it was an hour-long wait for coffee. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Like, why? How early must I get up? And line would wrap around the building. Like, it would just be forever oh. because of the social distancing. But I just could not imagine spending an hour of my life every morning for coffee. I like, Mm-mm. when there's when I could just go get a cup of bad coffee from the ABC store down the way. Yeah, so when we do our deal next year, we'll be sure to put a cure egg in with the video equipment that we can ship over there. Oh, yeah. See, like, in this, I never got the coffee. The coffee was never for me. Like, I got it for the other two. I went and got an energy drink from the convenience store every morning. I was just trying to be nice. So. That's awesome. Well, cool. Well, we're glad you had a good time. We're glad you made it back safe. Well, I can't uh, wait till next year. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, just based off of this year, I just hope the COVID rules uh, lighten up a little bit. I mean. Hopefully we're we're well past that at that point. And what's really cool though, think about this before we go break off into our outro because we're over. If this works, how many of the artists that we work with are from Europe that we could totally do this in Europe? Now that's I would give up the Hawaii trip to go to Europe. So my my thought process is we do the Hawaii one because we don't need passports, and then yeah. we see how it goes, see how people get involved. And then our next one that we do, we go to Europe and maybe now, go now to... Now, where are you thinking? Because I've seen Hostel, okay? <laughs> Wherever that's at. <laughs> no, I'm actually thinking somewhere that maybe like... Um, maybe go to like Ireland. So, I want to go to places... So Ireland would be awesome. I want to go now, to places I want to personally see. I, 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 we also need to look at where the, our customers are, too. Well, but here's the deal about... The customers don't matter with live. Well, but here's, here's the deal about Europe, just to put it in perspective... You can drive anywhere in Europe 
And not leave the state of Texas almost. Yeah. Right. Well, France and Texas are about the same size. But I mean, it's all what f- a normal day trip for us yeah. would be is like a oh, weekend yeah. vacation yeah. for a lot of these people. Oh, shoot, like we can a take, four hour drive. We can take drive. trains everywhere. Trains are well, super Well, I mean, we cheaper. have three different artists that live in Italy that we've, yep. we, we've used. We have uh, one guy, I believe he's in Ireland, that we've used a few times. Not to mention, you still can get other people from other places yeah. to, to come over. See, so you're going to have to take both me and Brandon, so that way we can translate. Because yeah, Brandon speaks French and je parle français. Is sprechen oui, Deutsch? Oui. <laughs> no way. By the way, I tried poo-poo steak in Hawaii. By the way, that's a real thing. Poo-poo steak. Is it like it's spelled P-U-P-U? Poo-poo. What's special about it? It's Hawaiian flavored, I guess. Okay, it's got pineapple on it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Mike wants us to take a trip to exotic, beautiful central Pennsylvania. Only if I can stay in your basement for free. What? Is this like some kind of glorious basement? I don't know. Uh, I just, I don't want to pay to. That's a very specific request. (laughs) I don't want to pay to stay in Pennsylvania. It's true. (laughs) Unless there's a convention. Yeah. Plus, I have to get people to convince they want to go to Pennsylvania. Uh, so he says you don't want to stay in his basement. He'll put you in the guest room. That's um, fine. So, so you're going to get rested up because uh, here in a, a couple weeks, we're, we're nose to the grindstone. We've got a uh, we've got a soft opening coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, April sixteenth, Anna and Ron J- and Ron Anna Joe 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 and Ron Leary hey, will be will be here in Amarillo uh, for our soft opening of the store. Which won't be ready because nothing is showing up because of COVID. We're going to do our best to make the store yeah. look presentable, but it won't be all ready. Um, but they're going to be here. We're going to do a big live event with both of them. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, this will be the first time Ron's been to Amarillo. This will be the second time for Anna. Um, Ron's been sharing with me his sketches that he's bringing for the auctions. They're amazing. Nice. They're nice. They're, they're probably some of the best sketches we're going to have ever offered on auctions. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun, but for the next two weeks, my entire life is going to be about Perry the Pineapple Shark <laughs> and getting the store ready to open. <laughs> Not getting the store open and his family getting the store ready and Perry the Pineapple Shark. We we ought to chip in as a staff and get you a baby carrier for it. And just <laughs> the store. Just a like, bit. <laughs> like, like the hangover. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll say it's because of cable and that run of cable where he had to carry hope oh, through uh, the through time. Yeah. <laughs> Perry. Hello. Yeah. So well, cool. yeah, I know you do have a convention. Uh and one of these days we're gonna make it up there for it. I just making fun of you because it's Pennsylvania. We actually just had one What's of our in central Pennsylvania, because Pittsburgh's the north the Am- northwest. There's Philadelphia's Quake- the south Quakers and Amish people. I thought That's- Philadelphia's northeast, isn't it? Because it's right along it's by the- New York. Right, it's it's that's right. north. Is it okay. well, but of the state of, I thought it was southeast corner of, because it's it it it's but it's where it butts to New York and New Island. Jersey. They all kind of meet the he knows. Don't they? Mike knows. He'll tell us in a second. Uh, you can buy one of those bumbo <laughs> seats. Philly's in the southeast. That's what he says. All right. I no, just, Pittsburgh is southwest. I was wrong about Pittsburgh. It's in the southwest, not the northwest. Well, northwest. we drive through there. We just had one of our employees. I guess they're going to move to Philadelphia. So oh, there you yeah. go. So, well, cool. All right. So, thank you guys so much for joining us, um, Tanner. What do we have to look forward to on the YouTube channel this week? Uh, so I'm 
next week I'm starting a brand new series on our YouTube. It's going to be uh, like lore stuff. Yeah. So I've been reading in the... Uh... <laughs> it's the adventures of Perry the Pineapple Shark. <laughs> no, getting prepared for the Spawn universe coming up. I've okay. gone through the first nine issues of Spawn, and I'm going to tell you... Like the original. The original Spawn. Okay. So I'm nice. going to give the story of what happens there. To Al. Al Simmons art. Cool. All right. Well, guys, you can find us. Wait, wait. What? Go. One more thing. So when are you doing bringing your kids up and doing this review? You're gonna... I was going to do it tonight if everyone right. flaked out on the... You are going to the... do that still, though, right? I, I can want... make time for it. I want you to do that. I think that'd be awesome. So for, to let everyone else in on the story, uh, I took the kids to go see Godzilla last night. Yeah. So uh, maybe we'll get them up here and get their, get their, get their impressions. Yeah. That, all right, now I'm done. Now I'm done interrupting. <laughs> You're never done interrupting. That is my job. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Um, of course, if you're watching this uh, later or recorded on YouTube, we do uh, record this live on Twitch. Uh, be sure to join us, um, and uh, and you can you can talk to us like Mike did tonight, and that was really awesome for him to to him to join us and and chime in. Um, you can pretty much find this podcast. Uh, Anywhere. Anywhere podcasts are anywhere, available. Anywhere audio-wise. If there's a place where you listen to podcasts and we're not there, let us know so we can yell at the people that tell us they'll put up our podcast everywhere. Mm-hmm. Because we have no shame. We, we're everywhere. No. We'll, we'll send them emails every 20 minutes until, <laughs> until, it's until we get on that. Yeah. Uh, we'll, Why are we not here? <laughs> Do you know who we are? We don't. But, I mean, <laughs> your name's literally Unknown Comics. Of course, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Pinterest. 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 I don't know what all our links are. Chris isn't here to, to rattle all that off. Um, Please so. like, share, subscribe. Yes. All the things. Anyway, have a great week, everyone, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.